Hi, my name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what? We'll be doing a wonderful return to the fabulous world of internet forums. Now this forum may be troublesome for some people, and for some, maybe not so troublesome, but the topic is going to be emetophiles and emetophobes. Now, of course, this is the fascination or revulsion with people vomiting. Now, interestingly enough, both these communities are on one forum, so they can discuss why they like it or why they don't like it. And I'll be reading that. So, let's get right into this forum, which is located at emetology.informe.com and Informe is one of those types of sites that hosts a bunch of different subforums um, and you just use the main one. So if you don't want to start your own forum, still want to have a place to talk about whatever nonsense you like, Informe would work. I suppose there are others, as you probably know. Anyway, let's get right into this week's forum, which is about puking. So this forum is broken into two sections. There's a general chat section, which features just people talking about their vomiting and their fear of or love of vomiting. And then there is the once upon a time section, which features some stories, anecdotes, uh, as well as fan fiction, things like uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer vomiting, uh, Silent Hill video game vomiting stuff, but also people just making little uh, remembrances and things like that. So let's get right into this nonsense. And we'll start in the general chat section. In a thread entitled Introduction, started by Beaky0917. And it goes like this. Hello, I recently came across this forum. While I'm not an emetophile, I've been struggling with emetophobia for quite a few years, and it's gotten pretty bad. I initially came to the site because I'm trying to be less afraid of puking. Maybe reading these in-depth stories of other people's vomiting experience will desensitize me. Maybe? There's some stomach bug going around my workplace, and I feel like I'm bound to get it. I just want to not be afraid of being sick with the stomach flu. It amazes me how some people are so comfortable with vomiting, and I am envious of that. And Mousy replies, The casual comfort others have with being sick often seems amazing to me as well. I am both an emetophile and an emetophobe, and I can attest to the desensitizing effect of exposure helping me with my fear. Stories and even videos still don't prepare me for the real thing. When I feel sick, my heart beats like a rabbit, and I feel overwhelmed by paralyzing fear. Even minor discomforts still make me anxious, and I hate restaurants in part because I hate being in public or going home in a car on a full stomach. It's widely reported that the fear, nausea, and anticipation is far worse than actual vomiting. I'm certain it's true. For me, though, it's not just about the discomfort of actually vomiting. It's about losing control of my body. It's just terrifying, even if I know it's only temporary. Yet I'm not traumatized or afraid of something similar like sneezing because I do it all the time. I'm trying to understand others' lack of fear and tap into that rational calm myself. By telling myself that vomiting is similar to sneezing in the losing control aspect, it's more dramatic and more uncomfortable, certainly, but fundamentally no more catastrophic. And while I haven't vomited in a long time, I remember that in my childhood I always felt comfortable and even mildly euphoric afterwards, as my body removed the nausea and replaced it with a dump of relaxing neurochemicals. I'm not very sexually liberated, and I have a lot of shame about being an emetophile, but a part of me is glad about my bizarre fascination anyway, because it helps me be more functional despite my fears. I'm debilitated on a nearly daily basis by my fear of vomiting, but I hear and read about other people who are far more dramatically affected. For me, my fear and interest go hand in hand, and each moderates the other. And Zadikon 1 writes, I've long believed that emetophilia may be a natural coping mechanism for the fear of throwing up. From early childhood, I was a phobe slash file. I suffered from car sickness, and while I could feel it on, I still kept watching the road, hoping to see a girl or woman throwing up. This was much more common back then. 
I hated being nauseated or throwing up, which usually happened on these trips. Nonetheless, as soon as the crisis was passed, I actively enjoyed reliving it in my mind. I've since learned that the brain releases the same pleasure endorphins in the wake of vomiting as it does post-orgasm, and that nausea and sexual experience are controlled by adjacent areas of the brain. The whole thing could literally come down to a pair of crossed wires. And Jazz adds, I'm not particularly phobic, but I am strongly philic. More so than many people on this board, I think. If my lover is vomiting, I want to be there with her, holding back her hair, holding a bucket for her, sharing the experience very closely, and I want to get what she's got. I intentionally drink from her glass, etc., in order to make that happen. If I do get sick, I want it to be in her presence. I've puked in public a few times over the years, and I've found that people seldom hold it against you. Two things are going for you. First, there's the quote-unquote, there but for the grace of God go I feeling. Everybody's puked at one time or another and feel lucky if they've been able to keep it more private than you are. They all know they're just one bad clam or tequila too many from being in your shoes or puking on your shoes. Secondly, there's the idea that when someone pukes in front of you, it's all about the puke and not about the puker. I'll bet the last time you saw a stranger throw up, you don't remember the details about him slash her as much as you do about the spew. Everybody knows you feel better after throwing up than you did before. But folks who are phobic aren't into logic, of course. My heart goes out to all of you, like Mousy, whose lives are sometimes significantly altered by this fear. And we'll move from that thread to a new thread in the general chat section, written by member Dave G, entitled Celebrity Vomit. And it goes like this. As I detest modern celebrity culture, I may have missed out on any celebrity vomit-related incidents reported in the media over the past few years. Can anyone think of any? Here's some I have seen mentioned. Britney Spears. Seen a couple of passing mentions, but one I recall said that she was sat in a restaurant with a boyfriend, left the table for the toilets, and brought some of her meal back up, then came back and kissed him as if nothing had happened. Jessica Simpson. Apparently had to leave the stage and be sick while entertaining some troops. Brackets, I don't have any further info. Taylor Momsen. Singer slash irritant. Apparently had to keep swallowing a wave of vomit while performing in hot weather. Miley Cyrus. Was said to have once rushed off stage to throw up mid-song during a fairly major concert. I don't have any links to substantiate these, but they would be appreciated as items of this subject can hold good ideas for my own story writing. Anyone else got any more incidents like these they know of? And Zadikon 1 writes, I was at the San Diego Comic-Con a few years ago and overheard Marina Sirtis talking about how seasick she and Gates McFadden became while filming the prologue to one of the Star Trek movies, in which Worf was forced to walk the plank on an 18th century English warship. Quote-unquote, we were heaving even harder than the boat. Fabulous. Norm. And Dave G. writes, Sounds pretty good, Norm. Another I've remembered is the late Jade Goody, who made a career out of being stupid on reality TV and to me symbolizes all that is wrong with modern British culture. During something called Back to Reality, the contestants were made to eat some kind of insects, and apparently this culminated in Jade being violently sick into a sink. I haven't seen it, though, as I refuse to watch reality TV. And Sleepy adds, In 2007, I happened to watch Live with Regis and Kelly, and Regis was commenting on Kelly's absence from the previous day's show. During a commercial break, she had said, quote-unquote, I don't feel well, and abruptly left the set. It wasn't actually said that she had to vomit, but it was implied by speculation that she was pregnant, brackets, she wasn't, and a diagnosis of stomach flu. Online accounts are all pretty much the same. Here are two. I didn't see the show that day, so I don't know if she appeared to be fighting nausea. The reports say that she quote-unquote seemed uncharacteristically low energy during the first part of the show. And Zadikon 1 writes, 
I saw the video of the Kelly Rippet incident one, nothing really memorable, unless one was cued into what was going on. She just looked distracted and not quote-unquote in the moment. As to reality shows, I agree, Dave, they've gotten progressively worse, though I was a big fan of quote-unquote Fear Factor. I can't believe that the show wasn't consciously tailored towards e-files, especially considering how good-looking most of the contestants were. I wish it had been on cable instead of broadcast TV, so they wouldn't have had to edit out most of the money shots. Playboy put out a Girls of Fear Factor DVD, which I snatched up as soon as I saw it. Not only did most of the girls talk about how sick they'd been during the competition, one of them supposedly woke up with stomach flu the morning of the shoot. I find this questionable. Actors and models frequently work when they are sick, and the audience rarely suspects a thing. The program played up her supposed illness big time, showing her shivering under a blanket on the couch with the other girls clustered around her, getting up and heading for the bathroom and talking about how she'd thrown up, and thought that she'd quote-unquote got it all out. Afterwards, she put on a bikini and did a rock climbing stunt, looking perfectly well. Maybe she simply did a good job of toughing it out, but if so, it was a really good job. Throwing up one time doesn't ordinarily get a person over a stomach bug, food poisoning, or anything like that. It usually leaves them worn out and even more miserable. Lastly, a Playboy video is obviously about sexual gratification. If the producers hadn't believed that inducing a vomit... <laughs> If the producers hadn't believed that including the vomit-related material would appeal to the audience, they'd have left it out. And Pyro Yoshi adds, I don't watch much reality TV, but my mom does. While I'd never watch these shows on my own, I occasionally watch out of boredom waiting for my turn at the TV. I don't think these shows are catered to emetophiles because it seems to me when any contestant pukes, male or female, young or old, pretty or unattractive, they always want the audience to know it. I think it's more of a quote-unquote pushing the envelope thing more than anything else. The producers just want to see how far they can go. And then there are some people posting links and people discussing scenes of movies where celebrities vomit. So we'll move on from there. And the next thread we'll read is by user Puke Maniac, who writes in a thread they entitled Incidents in the Family. And it goes like this. Have any one of you seen your family members puke? How was your reaction? Did you enjoy watching them puke? Were you sexually aroused? Please share your experiences in detail. And swine flu ads. Even before I was a metaphobic or a metaphile, I wanted to see my... <laughs> I wanted to see my sister puke to get even with her for the time she came in the bathroom while I was puking. When it finally happened, it was spectacular. She had just gotten off an amusement ride and a bunch of us kids, a couple of friends and cousins too, were standing around with my parents. I was facing right towards her when... Up came the puke. It was more than I ever expected to see. No, not at all arousing. And David adds, Yes, I've witnessed family members puking. My mom and sister at separate times. It was in no way arousing. The only time I get sexually turned on is when the person doing the puking is doing it by choice. I truly hate seeing anyone hurting or enduring an illness. I only want to make the misery go away and will do anything to soothe the situation. And Zadikon 1 writes, I've got one to share. When I was 15, my parents and I went to the home of my dad's cousin for Christmas dinner. They had a drop-dead gorgeous, brackets, see previous thread, adopted daughter. She was about 20, full-blooded Italian, and built like a gunny sack full of bobcats. At the time, she was living on her own. She had attended a different celebration and showed up to the house long after dinner, and about 73 sheets to the wind. Brothers and sisters, the lass was wrecked. She came staggering into the living room, already sporting, quote-unquote, the look, swallowing and mumbling about wanting to go home. Clearly, the rest of her party had dumped her off on her folks so that they wouldn't have to deal with what was obviously coming. So, of course, not a single person there offered to play chauffeur. The other guests quickly became flustered, the girl's mom got furious, and the girl herself took off her heavy overcoat and lay down smack in the middle of the floor, the better to deal with her case of the spins. My folks excused themselves and hustled off to the car with me following along reluctantly. So help me, I think I would have sawn off a limb to have been five years older with my own set of wheels. Ah, missed opportunities. Now, of course, there's no mention of vomit in that story, but whatever. And Sleepy Ads. 
I'm with you, David. If the puker is someone I care about, I'm upset that they are in distress. There is no turn on. Besides, I'm a combined phobe slash file, and the phobe part of me doesn't ever want to be too close to the real thing, no matter who's hurling. I'd rather watch videos, I suppose, because I can start and stop them at will. And Jazz writes, Growing up, everyone in my family threw up in front of everybody else at one time or another. When the annual bout of stomach flu ripped through our tiny house, it was hard to hide. If someone was throwing up in the bathroom, you had a whiff of sick in the living room. One of my earliest e-file memories was when my teenage cousin was staying with us. She got sick with the flu and spent the whole day heaving over the side of the bed into the plastic dishpan we all used as a sick bucket. What was a little e-file shaver to do but stare through the open doorway and take it all in? I'm not repelled by the sight of someone puking, far from it. I'm aroused by seeing my lover vomiting, and vice versa if I'm sick. I don't like for her to be in discomfort, though. I'd always rather she not get sick, but if she does, I want to hold her head over the toilet, and if I'm being sick, I want to have her hold mine. To me, there is no greater intimacy. And Brad45359 adds, I feel similar to you, Jazz. I've seen slash heard my mom, dad, and brother vomit. And while I wasn't aroused by any of them, I do enjoy watching a partner or friend vomit. I don't like seeing people I care about in pain, but like you said, if they are sick anyway, I would like to watch slash hold hair, etc. Do you have any stories of you or a loved one vomiting? And Jazz replies, Brad, I have lots of stories. The thing is, I've told them all at least once. Most of them lived and died on the old Barfo-Rama site. Probably just as well. I used to write about family members, mostly my wife, in the early days of my posting, but stopped when I realized none of them would want me writing detailed accounts about them throwing up. So it's just me, brackets are old friends in flames from the distant past, hopefully well disguised now, and I post when I have a new story, which isn't all that often. And Brad45395 replies again, there is a family one that I'm willing to share. When I was in grade school, a bad stomach virus hit my family, all except for my father caught. For the family incident, I'll talk about when my mom got sick. It was early in the morning on a school day. I came downstairs and my mom was making me and my brother breakfast. Usually by that time, my mom was already dressed for work, but on this morning, she still had her bathrobe on. She sat down with us, but didn't get anything to eat. I noticed when she put her hand on her stomach and took a deep breath. I asked if she was okay, and she told me she was just fine and just a little nauseous. A few minutes later, she got up and quickly walked into the bathroom. I felt anxious anticipation and wondered if she was going to vomit. I didn't hear anything, and she came back a few minutes later. After breakfast, my brother and I went to finish getting ready for school. While I was in my room packing my book bag, I heard a quote-unquote gag and splash. I went downstairs and my mom was getting very sick to her stomach. I remember feeling nervous and afraid. I almost gagged from the smell in the walkway outside the bathroom. I could smell parts of our dinner. <laughs> oh... I could smell parts of our dinner last night. My mom was crouched over the toilet being sick, and I asked if she was okay. She started to say something, but heaved. My brother had gotten my dad up, and he told me she was going to be okay and held her hair. I watched as he tried to comfort her as she retched again. He told me to finish getting ready for school. My dad put us on the bus. When I got home, my mom was laying on the couch. She looked very pale and sick. My brother and I ate our snacks in our rooms. A couple hours later, I heard her vomiting again. I listened from my room. It happened again later that night. My parents, brother, and I were watching TV. My mom got up and quickly walked to the bathroom with her hand on her stomach. My dad went to help her like he always does. I remember hearing the toilet seat hit the bowl and a medium to loud gagging dry heave. It sounded like coughing with heaves in between. Later, when I was getting ready for bed, I heard my mom tell my dad that she was going to throw up again. It was mostly dry wrenches. On and off through the rest of that night, I remember being woken up by the sound of my mom vomiting. And Kay Puke writes, Thanks for sharing so much detail, Brad. Sounds like your poor mom was really sick. When... <laughs> When you get time, can you please add more details to this one or make it or or make one about a different time when she was sick? So we'll move from there to another thread entitled Her Vomit Site by Zadikon One. And I'll preface it by saying that this thread is about a pay-per-view monthly membership vomit porn site, which I believe is called Angela's Vomit or Amanda's Vomit. 
uh, Angela's Vomit and or something like that. And apparently she has a website where you can pay and you can see sexy videos of her vomiting. And this thread is discussing that. And it goes like this. Hey, you guys. Hey, you guys. I'm really surprised at the lukewarm response that Angela has received here. We all love the stuff or this site wouldn't exist. So why, when someone's got the cojones to put their money where their mouth is, don't more of us have their back? There are exceptions, yes, and high fives to you, but we should all be on board for this. The money she's asking is tiny, and the efforts has to be way out of proportion for the potential reward. So how about it? When someone shows this kind of initiative, they should be celebrated, not ignored. And George746 writes, Would be interested for sure, but am nervous about outside credit processing vendor they use. Don't want auto renewals and are afraid of account getting hacked and having to explain to bank what I was buying and whether or not there were legit charges. And Zadikon 1 replies, Well, I've been on board since day one and nothing untoward has happened. If you're worried, dedicate a card just to her site. This way, if anything happens, you'll see it right away. And Wright adds, Bought a clip from Series 5, as there seemed to be a lot of vomit in the preview. But the clip ended up being a disappointment, as you do not see her in the actual act of vomiting much. That was a shame. But according to the many previews of the site, the other videos look fantastic. Anyone got any good recommendations? And Her Vomit writes, Wow, I didn't expect to see a post about me up here. Thanks so much, Zadikon1, for your promotion. Right, I will look at the Series 5 downloadable clip and make sure it has ample vomiting in it. Keep in mind that each downloadable clip is only one in a series of three to eight videos. George, we are now using CC Bill, who is one of the biggest and most trusted names in the business. You can easily opt out of auto-rebill or cancel whenever you like. As far as what anyone else thinks, we've set it up as a bulimia aversion website in the rare case that someone is discovered on the site. It appears as therapy, brackets for you or others, not porn. We are working very hard to constantly create more material and we need more members. Please help spread the word. If there's a way to post free previews up here, let me know and I will do it. Thanks all, Angela. And Jazz writes, I haven't purchased any of Angela's material, and probably won't, but I have to say that judging from the clips I've seen online, it is the best emeto-erotic video that has ever been offered. The women look happy, healthy, and wholesome, and the sequences are often graphic and tasteful. <laughs> Wait, and the sequences are at once graphic and tasteful. I don't get the feeling that the women are the sad cases we've seen in other VOM vids. Nice job, Angela. And Sleepy adds, Well put, Jazz. I do subscribe to Her Vomit site. And my assessment is... <laughs> well put, Jazz. I do subscribe to the Her Vomit site. And my assessment of the videos is the same as yours. If the women look like hookers or porn stars, or if they were the emaciated brackets as true bulimics would likely be, I find it disturbing and steer clear of such material. And Katariana ends the thread by saying, I'd love to subscribe to it. From the previews I've seen, it's easily some of the best stuff out there. Sadly. It is a bit out of my price range. And we'll move from that thread to another thread, started by user member Jeff Bananas in a thread he entitled, Noro Outbreak at Cheerleading, at Cheerleading Competition. And it goes like this. Oh, to be there. According to this news story, one public puke set it all off. And there's a link to a story from kwgn.com, which goes, Everett, Washington. Sonomish County Health District officials ruled out drinking water as a source of a, as a norovirus outbreak following the state cheerleading championships in Everett this month. Through their investigation, officials learned vomit on the floor of a restroom at Comcast Arena and the adjacent concourse walkway are the likely sources of exposure to the illness. 229 people statewide have since reported being sick with norovirus following the competition February 4th and 5th. Members of the Ballard High School cheerleading squad said half of their students came down with the illness. Health district officials said it is likely athletes arrived at 
at the event already sick. The city of Everett tested the drinking water supply, which proved to be safe. The Washington State Department of Health plans to poll around 2,000 people who attended the event in an online survey to determine their symptoms, if any, and other information. Further lab tests will be done to determine the bacteria's point of origin. Comcast Arena has been thoroughly cleansed and sanitized to prevent any further spread. And Jazz replies, I believe it. As I've reported here, we were part of a group of friends and family that caught norovirus on a family holiday two or three years ago, and it spread like wildfire, even with limited contact. And we were contagious even after the symptoms were apparently over. We had a gathering after everyone in the core group was feeling fine, brackets, lots of Lysol, and lots of Lysol had been sprayed, and a new couple joined us, and they were jamming in the john within a day or two. It's nasty stuff. Fun to talk about here, but nasty when it's happening to you and everyone around you. And Stomach Flu Lou writes, My wife's a teacher at an elementary school. She has gone through the norobug several times in 12 years of teaching. You have an immunity for about a year or so, but it can strike again and again. Fluey Louie. And Brad45359 writes, Louie, I could imagine how working with kids increases your chances of catching the virus. Would you please share details of any of the times that either of you caught the bug? Brackets before, during, and after type stuff. And Stomach Flu Lou writes, Brad, I'm in Jazz's camp when it comes to posting stories about family members puking. That's not their thing, and this is not their place. Sorry, Lou. And Brad45359 writes, Hey Lou, that's cool. I understand where you're coming from. And finally, we'll end with a very short reading from the Once Upon a Time Stories subforum of the Emetophiles and Emetophobes forum at informe.com, which is entitled, I Love the Sound by Rubite22, and it goes like this. Just watching a video with a guy spewing up, and I love that retching, burping sound a man makes when he pukes. Makes me think of the last time I was with my mate when he got overdrunk. He'd just got a new job, so we were out celebrating. He was in a great mood. I was really pleased for him, and we hit the cider harder than I normally would. I don't tend to get puking drunk, and I had not seen him that way either. But we were halfway through our fourth, fifth pint, and he hiccoughed, belched, and then I saw panic in his eyes. He lurched to his feet and practically fell out of the pub door head first and then let it rip. His burps echoed around the alley and down the side of the pub, and I loved the sound. Every belch, every wretch amplified and bounced back to us as pint after pint of <laughs> as pint after pint of cider spilled from his mouth and splattered all over the pavement, and his shirt, and his shoes, and my shoes. Not that I cared particularly. It made me pretty horny, but we weren't those kind of friends. So I had to wait until I got home to relieve the tension. O and K. All right, so what do you think about this? Pukin? I just want to state right off the bat, I am not Fluey Louie. There, I said it. I'm not Fluey Louie. I don't want anyone to think, perhaps, I'm Fluey Louie, because I am not. Not Fluey Louie. Moving on. This forum, when I found it, I have to say that just reading all the descriptions of people barfing made me mildly ill. But uh, don't get aroused. I didn't actually vomit. But besides that, I had been looking for a good emetophile forum for a while. There's no, um, this is not a very heavily trafficked site, as you might imagine, because of the fact that only about five or six people are constantly posting. But um, they love to share this, the details of their uh, vomiting. And who can blame them? Oh, ironic. So, what do you think? If that's, of course, if you're still able to type and are not actually vomiting yourself. I think that's enough puke talk. Oh, I was going to say, I do have my own puke story. It's not erotic in any way. When I was a child, I was maybe in 
I want to say seventh grade, maybe. Uh, my parents had a party, and one of their friends showed up super drunk. She has now passed away. She won't mind me telling the story. She showed up super drunk and talked to me at length, asking me advice about what she should do about this guy she just met and should she call him and whatever. And, I, and at a certain point, I was like, I, I'm 11. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, I, have, I don't know why you're asking me if you should call this dude or, or, or try to find out where he went tonight. I don't know what you're talking about. And uh, she kept harassing me about it until she finally decided to sit down and she was talking to my parents and I was sitting very close to her and then all of a sudden while she was in the mid talking she just started vomiting while she was talking so she was just like and then I went blah 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 and she didn't even like pause I didn't even think it's you know I don't know if it was possible to actually vomit without like you're bending over or being doubled over but she actually managed to become what we term a vomcano and that's what we refer, that's what of course being cruel children we referred to her as the rest of her life but she's the vomcano is no longer with us but re- remains close to our hearts in the ridiculous storytelling sections of our lives anyway so moving on in Lou Reed's news not much new um and we continue posting little short snippets here and there. I've been getting some good suggestions from people, and I appreciate it. Thank you so much, and thank you to all the people who've joined the Facebook, liked the Facebook group lately. We're up over 600 uh, likes now, which is nice. And uh, thank you to the person who just donated $10 a couple weeks ago to Lou Reed's donation PayPal page. That was very nice, and always donations are always unex- an unexpected joy because it heartens me to know that people are willing to donate to the podcast because it means I'm doing okay. I just want to remind you that uh, if you do want to support Lou Reed's, you can donate directly through PayPal on at LouReeds.com. There's a button. There's also a link to buy things through my site through Amazon, just like the other major podcasts that have that. If you buy something, I get a percentage of the sale. And um, I know some people have definitely done that in the past, and it's greatly appreciated. And also I have ones up there for like Tiger Direct and 6pm.com, which is a great uh, discount clothing site. Um, And it's one of those things that every time you buy, you do need to click through again. It doesn't like always give me that referral. It's annoying that way, but that's how they do it. Always giving someone else a chance to steal away that magic internet cookie. Anyway, so those are... Those are really the two ways to support the site. And other news, uh, I don't know if you guys listen to Spotify, but I've been having some spots, some commercials run on Spotify, um, McDonald's and Energizer and stuff like that. It's always a delight to get paid for that kind of thing. Just wanted to remind people that once again, this the holidays are coming up, and if uh, you want me to record a gift message for somebody for the holidays, I'm more than willing to do so. Just write me an email at loureads at gmail.com or fill out the, the contact form at uh, Lou Reads. Some people have mentioned that the contact page at Lou Reads is not working so great. Loureads at gmail always works. So the contact form at loureads.com should work. I guess sometimes it doesn't work. But Lou Reads at Gmail should always work until the giant magnetic storm erases all data on Earth. So if you want anything, remember uh, last year I read some a set of short stories for someone. I recorded a bunch of outgoing messages for people, left messages on people's answering machines. Did I do that? Maybe I'm making that up. I'm not Carl Castle. But I would do it if you wanted me to. Yeah. So think about it. Doesn't your friend want for Christmas a personalized story about someone else's family member vomiting on them <laughs> it's a very unique present oh and i recently discovered more magnets so if you want a magnet please let me know um i do have magnets to send 
But other than that, still trying to plan a live show sometime in the in November, end of December. I'd, I'd been hoping to plan it for the end of my wife's chemotherapy, but of course, chemotherapy does not actually follow any set schedule, so it's, we've had six weeks of delays with the chemotherapy, and so we're sort of in the middle of it, and it seems to never be going anywhere, which is a downer. But other than that, everything is fine uh, with my wife, in case you're asking. We're hanging in there. What else? Huh, not much else. Thanks for listening. Remember, keep sending me uh, suggestions for the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah, make sure you like the Facebook page if you haven't. Write reviews on iTunes if you haven't. And, um, yeah, just in general, tell everyone you know about this podcast. Um, because I've already told everyone I know. And, boy, are they tired of hearing about it. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of Lou Reads the Internet for You. Emetophobes and emetophiles. Talk about it. Puking. All right. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.